It's like I'm having the most beautiful dream and the most terrible nightmare all at once. Hey you. Yes, I mean you, dear listener. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this Warui Desho podcast. We're so happy to have the pleasure of your company today. If you've listened to us before and like our show, you might be wondering how you can support us, since we won't take your money. This podcast will continue to be free, but if you'd like to show your appreciation, please consider leaving us a rating and review on iTunes, as those help our discoverability. If you don't use iTunes, that's fine too. You can follow us and like and share our content on SoundCloud, YouTube, and Twitter. Additionally, we love getting your feedback, positive or negative. Tweet us at Show or email us at Show at gmail.com. Whether or not it gets read on the show, I can assure you, we all read every tweet and email you send us. And once again, dear listener, we thank you so much. Now please, enjoy the show. So then I say to him, I say, I'm not wearing any either. (laughs) 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 Uh, Oh. What's the O? Hello. We're on. Oh, oh. Fuck. It's happened again. It's happened fucking again, on it? Welcome, everyone, to our Ida show live. Ladies, gentlemen, and envies, welcome to Warrior Death Show's Stream of Four, Season 3, Episode 4, Subparagraph 2, Article 5, Line 7. I mean, we you know, we might as well start by Harvard referencing our very own stream. But anyway, never mind all that, I am Shane, and of course I'm here today, as always, with my very good friend and stalwart companion, the Soul Doctor. Hello. In literally that direction across the pond. That's right. I'm pretty sure it's like over in that way, like a several thousand miles. God, God bless five rocks. Uh, wherever you are, however you're doing today, I hope that you're less stressed out about your life than me. Well, for, um, for my part, I've just become very intensely afraid of forks as a result of this episode. <laughs> like it's finger food for it's finger food for me from now on, permanently. <laughs> like I'm talking like chicken nuggets, you know, fries. You start asking me, you know, to start going up a state with a fork, and I'm going to have flashbacks this episode. That was traumatic. That was super traumatic. 
<laughs> it was. It, it really was. Ooh. But well, I suppose it's appropriate, you know, to stab Franks and Beans with a fork. So I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, I had to get that one in early because I was going to be restraining myself from saying that for so long. So having now started the podcast on a very long note, it's only going to get better from here, folks. This is the reason why I did it. But anyway, uh, Banana Fish episode four, and I'm going to give it a very quick shout out, by the way, to Amazon. Specifically Amazon Prime. And, you know, them deciding, you know what, we're a company known for delivering on time and we will instead be incredibly tardy about it. Congratulations. I mean, it's not like, you know, Amazon paid very good money for the Noah Tamina block and all that, you know, and also actually have a genuinely good show here, and they might want to, you know, put it out reasonably frequently, as opposed to, you know, I don't know, earning a PA, an honorary doctorate in procrastination. The fuck? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I genuinely get the impression that what happened is they had this episode up there, ready to go, and all you had to click was a single button, and they were like, Hmm, do I press the button or do I want to clock off early? I don't know. <laughs> oh, fuck, I'm clocking off. I don't to... I've got a date at Denny's. I'm not fucking waiting. Excuse me, I'm off. I can put banana fish next week, whatever. Although, credits to the UK team, wherever they might be based in, whatever, you know, dingy basement in London they might reside in. They at least actually got the episode out on time. So, they're, you know, they're farther away from the watchful eye of Bezos. So I feel like they're operating with, with uh, some efficiency someone is running a tight ship over there mm-hmm. and i'll tell you like you guys have have actually i mean y'all have had it good consistently because you never got uh the anime strike you know double paywall business oh, happening yeah so this is true you know, you've always just had to be a prime sub you know you've always had it yeah. the way it should have been let's just what you mean, put that you out mean there. like game a substantial amount of anime previously like you know months and months after the u.s until streaming services came out. Historically, the UK has been shafted in the call. That's true. So you deserve... I mean, things aren't even, you know? This is this does not make up for the years of late releases or no releases, but it's a little something. You got Banana that's, Fish early. That, that's true. <laughs> and you, you never know, had to pay the Amazon strike fees. <laughs> that, that is very true. So, you know, I'll take my, you know, token victories where we can get... But yes, Banana Fish episode four is here, and we're now going to talk about it. And woo-hoo. hello, I mean... Luther and Sakurai. Oh, sorry, Sakura, Sakura Ko. Hello. If I have to read, you'll see me go out of the shot because my vision is bad. So, also, my microphone is conveniently <laughs> blocking chat. It's no way to uh, run a stream, but here we are. <laughs> if I have more length on my microphone, I can actually be holding it in my hand like I'm doing a proper radio show. <laughs> I'll have to tell the stream some someday, not right now, about the the magical you know journey of reading my microphone's manual and the various crazy shit that apparently the people oh, made that you could do a bit like that was incredible. Like, <laughs> like it literally was written something to the effects of like this this microphone is well suited for the making of the audio drama or something to that effects. The the grammatically correct quote-unquote but still questionably flowing english was very much present right right like a like a google translate from korean right wasn't it a korean manufacturer or maybe kazuna ai rose i don't fucking know probably you know before she got her current day job as a virtual youtuber yes anyway uh, let's actually talk about this episode Um, okay well i just have to say you're at the start like i really really want an alternate 
you know, version of banana fish where it starts off with like a last time on banana fish skit. <laughs> and it just has this like incredibly corny 60s music. And then it's just like, AG got himself in the right spot above her by getting caught by Arthur on the way to the clinic. How will he ever get himself out of this pickle, by golly? <laughs> oh, I mean, that shorter. <laughs> oh, that shorter sounds like it could be some actual sitcom. <laughs> like, he does, he does something and then there's just goes, oh, that shorter Q audience track. <laughs> and then just cuts to commercials. <laughs> That's bad. Um, That's real bad. Before we... Yeah. Um, com- oh, go on. Before we dive into four, let me just uh, update everybody on on the Twitter poll from the polls from last week. We'll be generating some new ones over at twitter.com slash wateridesho if you'd like to vote. Uh, Previous polls from last week are, was Eiji trying to be inconspicuous in episode three with his... I'm trying to be inconspicuous right now because the coke had just actually opened exploded on me. <laughs> oh, are you... Oh, no. <laughs> Whoops. Get that out of Live shenanigans. Uh, well, you know. Pay only attention to this screen, folks, while I read the polls. 73% of you said yes, Eiji was trying to be inconspicuous. And I agree with that theory that he just, you know, was like, I'm going to dress as the local denizens dress and try to fit in and blend in in the same manner as joseph joe star (laughs) in the same manner as like as like any 90s like breakdance commercial or mtv (laughs) sort of bumper thing where they were writing in chalk on the sidewalk uh should asian fellow holubs how are you doing (laughs) exactly exactly um Wherefore can I participate in the initiation? Hand wave. Uh, so sh- I'm going to stop embarrassing myself. <laughs> Should Eiji continue to wear his new jacket with one shoulder down? Yes or yes? With an exclamation point. And yes is our winner with 81%. Of and hey, this episode delivered on it. Yeah. Even when he had actually been cornered in the opening scenes in the, you know, the actual clinic. Oh, he yeah. still had it down in that particular fashion. I. Uh, that's that's it now. That's his special move. That, I might have to do that myself someday. You know, if ever I find a properly fitting jacket that's also you know glow in the dark and visible with UV light. So, hey, you know. Um. But anyway, so Banana Fish episode four. Let's go. Let's talk about what happened. So yes, indeed. Last time Arthur did collar Ag and said, "Hey, where are you going, Sunshine?" And Ag unfortunately does end up leading them to the clinic where. The doc was keeping Griffin and the sample of the banana fish drug um, that was seen previously. So we pretty much pick up right there. Like this episode goes immediately. In fact, I think this is like that's the entire show's method of right at the moment. Like, you know, oh, you know, we could have slow, you know, build up and just kind of, you know, silly aside. So, no, we're going not to 60 in two seconds, motherfuckers. This is banana fish. Enjoy. So we get going right away. And of course, Gwen Stefani you know, Arthur, would, be, would be proud. <laughs> uh, we were discuss- that's a so bad we- one I need to give myself the boo <laughs> <laughs> you just make me think about me and my friends were discussing Wednesday the other day and we just missed the no doubt days so hey those are but, good days well, those, are good those days. were good days but I like AG- her solo album though I did I really enjoyed that one from yeah. was it like 04 something like I was into it I was into it I don't know I always spent most of my time listening to some 41 at that point so hey there we go 
Um, but anyway, um, unfortunately, AG doesn't follow in Gwen Stefani's example and, you know, chooses to speak rather than don't speak because uh, Arthur and his goons have, you know, got the clinic staff, the doctor and his assistant nurse, you know, at knife point. He says, right, you talk or I'll kill him. It's as simple as that. Talking, talk or die. And AG to start, you know, credit to where it's very, very due here. Like, you know, he doesn't, like, you know, completely panic or go off the rails or anything like that or get hysterical. He handles it relatively calmly, but he does end up telling them. Because, you, you know, even though realistically, whatever he said, they would end up killing him anyway, he doesn't know that. He's not, you know, that kind of, he's not in that kind of world. He's not right. that kind of, he's still a bit mm-hmm. caught that naivety going. So yeah, it looks like they're going to end up killing him after they reveal the presence of the banana fish, Sam. Uh, but then, of course, oh, that's shorter. Oh, that's so shorter. You, you set me up now. We're going to have to use that as a skit going forward if he does anything crazy. Uh, he, you know, puts a gun to the back of Arthur's head. And he says, yeah, you know what? You can all drop your guns. You, you know, you can all drop your, your knives. Or he'll die. I'll blow, his, I'll blow his fucking brains out. Can I say that, I like, in, in that in that moment, I thought um, that, like, because so many things were happening, I thought... Uh, did Shorter somehow sort of sneak in and disguise him? Like, was it him that got up out of the wheelchair? You know what I mean? Had he sort of mm. disguised himself in plain sight? <laughs> that's that's <laughs> what I that's what I originally thought, but it was turns out that wasn't the case. Imagine if he just walked, pretended he. I mean, we turn out it turns out Shorter is a master of disguise. So imagine <laughs> if he was like you know hobbling along, pretending to be an old man with a walking stick, but the warning stick is actually you know a, a sawn-off shotgun or something. I, oh, can you help me with my back? Right, hands up, bitches. <laughs> exactly. Right, that, that, that'd be something. Um, by the way, this is something I need to note here very quickly about the uh, the translations and the subs. Shorter specifically says, I'll bust his brains out in the Amazon right. Primes. Right, right. Now... That was interesting. That's interesting because it's clearly not what they meant to put in there. It's obviously going to be, I'll blow his brains out, because I have never in all my time of, you know, watching crime dramas or, you know... Oh, I mean, I've never been involved in one first time myself, thankfully, so, you know, I can't... Share your, I, your first-order yeah, experience. Share my, <laughs> share my non-experience. But, um... I've never heard say, I'll bust his brains out, and that's not the last time that there is, like, you know, some strange subtitling errors in here, which is a bit unusual, but... It's Amazon, admittedly, you know, they got the thing out late, so I'm guessing they kind of did have to run it through. Well, how how... How ironic and how perfect would it be if they got to translate <laughs> Google Translate that could make a pest that, that would be amazing. That would be, be that would be that would be so perfect. Like, oh shit. I'll tell you like, what I was actually laughing at the, the fact that like I thought you were gonna say what if they had to put banana thrush I can't speak banana fish <laughs> through babblefish. And I was just laughing at the fish fish because I'm much simple simpler minded than than yourself, laughing at the good old you know, corporate humor and cyberpunk <laughs> dystopia type, uh, type yeah. laughs. The times we live in, eh? The times we live in. Um, but then there is a wild card in the room because we've, got, mm-hmm. of course, got Griffin, and Griffin overhears what's going on. Now, one of Arthur's goons is with him is the guy who actually apparently participated in formulating Banana Fish. Uh, this tweedy little fucking... He really there. looks out of place. <laughs> yeah. He's the only gangster with a lab coat on. <laughs> I like the, yeah, you can't dress for the occasion, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, if you're going to be, you know, a gangster scientist, you at least have got to, you know, own the image. Mm-hmm. That just makes me now want to see, like, a, a 
like an actual gang of scientists, like you know, just rocking the streets. Oh, like a like, themed. You know? <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> it'd be something. It'd be straight out of the Warriors or something, wouldn't it? Yeah, more it'd like Anchor Man. <laughs> <laughs> It's one of them that like that has like the chemistry set that in, instead of like breaking beer bottles, he'll break like a uh, like a fl- like a <laughs> chemical tube. flask, a, a tube, yeah, yeah a test tube. <laughs> I mean, to be uh, fair though, Breaking Bad has popularized the scientist gangsters, so it's not unheard of. That's true. That's true. And then Just one of them it. would have to be in a hazmat suit, I think. The little Pretty. like <laughs> torch. <laughs> so. What happens is, of course, Griffin comes out, and then everything goes completely and utterly to shit immediately. Uh, scientist dude, like, you know, loses his marble seeing him there. Uh, he ends up shooting Griffin in the chest, and they all leave. Shorter somehow manages to actually dodge a fucking bullet while I sat there. Like, it was... You see, like, the bullet hit the wall where he, his head was just only a second before, and I'm like, Oh, that's Shorter, I guess he went into the Matrix or something. That was incredible. Um, How the hell did he do that? Uh, He's just that good. But in the aftermath, of course... He is the Duck um, King, so... (laughs) In in the aftermath, of course, because Griffin uh, mentioned, you know, like, overheard the talk of Banana Fish, um, the gang all there, it's revealed to Eiji in particular that Griffin is Ash's brother. Everyone's like, (gasps) and cut to OP. There you go. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that that was the opening two minutes, and already they're like, you know, this thing's in like, you know, Mac gear. Like we're at Defcon one, because with Griffin shot, like, well, I suppose I could spoil ahead of time. He unfortunately does not uh, see see you know see us through. He dies. I mean, Ash is already like you know a barely chained like you know restrained character as it is. So learning that you know his brother is now dead. I mean. There've been many revenge stories throughout, you know, fi- the history of fiction, the man in the iron mask, you know, all that sort of stuff. Count of Monte Cristo. Um, I, was that what you were searching for? Something like that's that. always <laughs> like the first one that comes to mind is yeah. Monte Cristo. Count of Monte Cristo. Sorry, yes, you're right. You're you're entirely right. Yes, that's right. Hamlet, There's a you know all excellent, all, excellent all, anime based on Monte Cristo. By the way. Ooh. If you've not seen it, Gankutsuo from 2004, directed by Mahiro Maeda, like one of the only legitimately great things to come out of that like 2000s era Studio Gonzo run. Very recommended. Very very good stuff. Nice, nice. Um, so after the OP, we are indeed back in losing track. So Shota and. Um... AG, you know, they have a, br- a debrief about what happened here. They have a discussion like, you know, we got Ash has to know, we have to tell him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shorter, it turns out, was Chang from the restaurant, um, which... <laughs> a master like, of the... stereotypical disguises. Uh, well, I mean, to be fair, he's, like, these two, like, are two of a kind here, because they, you know, go for the very obvious to be like, you know, co- they're so obvious, they go under the radar. Hey, it works. I didn't know it was him. <laughs> no. No, indeed. No. Anyway, so back at the back at you know ye old good prison times with Ash and Max, mm-hmm. uh, Max uh, palms a couple of dollars over to the guards to switch cells, and indeed he does. So he's got a new place. Unfortunately, that also means that Ash now has a new cellmate, and enter Boy. anime Danny Trejo. <laughs> Am I wrong? Am I wrong? <laughs> You're not wrong. 
That's it's really funny. Danny Trio. It's <laughs> anime Danny fucking Trio. He just I, needs I, to I get mean, like the facial hair, but uh, or was he scruffy? I could I don't remember. Uh, um, but no, it's it's pretty good. That's pretty good yeah. uh, likeness. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Max, I was like so angry at Max. I was like, what are you doing? Like, you know what's going to happen to him. Why? Like, why think, are you doing maybe, this? What, I think maybe you're right behind the way you think, dog, because he knew what was going to happen to anime Danny Trejo. And he didn't want to be, because he figured it was going to happen to himself. He's like, no, I'm just making a smart move. I'm getting out of here. Fuck that. Yeah. Uh, so, no, for sure. So, yeah, anime Danny Trejo, you know, ends up being Ash's new cellmate. And as the guys in this prison are wants to do, unfortunately, because again, you know, power structure, show of force, you know, you're mine, you're my bitch, etc. Unfortunately, you know, he says like, you're mine, you're my plaything now. And unfortunately, enemy Danny Trejo is named the bull. And like a bull, you know, he is, you know, quick to anger, quick to provoke, but also not very bright. No. So Never. he, you know, gets suckered in and actually, you know, Appropriate enough for a bull, uses a cloth to take control of him. <laughs> Toro. Toro. Yeah. No, really. Really. He yeah. Toroed him right into the mirror and almost ends up killing him were it not for Max saying, like, don't throw your life away for this piece of shit, which is a yeah. fair point. Fair point. He I was going to choke him in... to death, for sure. Yeah. I mean, he's already in prison for fake murder, and then, you know, he don't upgrade that's a real murder of someone else and be stuck there permanently. That would be a bit shit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Ash just casually walks away out of the cell after this happens, which I found a bit strange. So I thought the guards would restrain him, but then again, the guards I don't think really, you know, cared or all that much. So hey, although it made me think of you know what Ash should have done after leaving there, just caused the cell to explode, and he's just walking away from it <laughs> with, a, with a nice slow guitar riff going with it. As well. <laughs> that would have been that would have been excellent. Um, but yeah, after that, we get back to New York and. Ag and uh, what was his mentor's name again? I, I'm so terrible. eBay. eBay. Mm-hmm. Ag and eBay meet up uh, in the street again. eBay's like, you know, where the hell have you been? He's going to be fucking great at the rate this is going on. Like, can I just say, guy. we know that we know that eBay survives because in about ten years he goes on to found the most successful auction site in internet history. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> uh... I'm going to give myself a pause for that one. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. Uh, moving on from from that thing. Mm-hmm. That moment there. Um, so eBay and AG get back to the clinic where Griffin's being patched up. Mm-hmm. And they have a discussion about banana fish. So it turns out the doctor has actually retained a small sample of the stuff separate from the ones that are the bit that Arthur got away with. Um, no doubt the villain's going to be, you know, smart enough to figure it out. Wait a minute. This ain't right. The bottle's not filled to the brim. Something's a bit off here. What if, like, one of the goons is like, Hey, boss, I refilled your salt <laughs> shaker. Seems you were a bit out of it. And he just like mixed and just fucked it all up forever because he just poured salt on top of the LSD, and now they can't analyze the chemical compounds correctly. And years of research and illegal testing on soldiers down the tubes. So that explains why I was tripping balls after eating pancakes this morning. 
Yep. <laughs> yep. Fucking hell. I mean, we've made the white lines joke before, but it's just too easy. Uh, but yeah, the doc actually explains again, like, you know, what happens with the banana fish and how it right. affected the rats that they tested with, particularly that they died after 24 hours. Effects similar to LSD, but much longer lasting and also with much heightened, you know, aggression um, and violent actions. Like, the rats are actually shown devouring each other. So, there is that. And they, it said that they, it was suicide. I mean, they were violent, but ultimately, didn't they kill themselves? Well,. I don't know if, again, this is a sub- subtitle thing or not, because that contradicts what the actual image shows, mm-hmm. which is that they do end up, like, ripping each other's shreds. Yeah. Yeah. I don't was... know. Who can I'm gonna say? Go with what's... <laughs> I'm going to go with I'm going to trust the animators behind, you know, behind right. this, rather than, you know, the Amazon intern who, fortunately, has been like, right, translate this shit. Like, I don't know Japanese. Like, fuck do I care? You, you fucking you don't? do it. <laughs> what are you doing on this podcast? There are no Japanese. <laughs> We're supposed to be experts. No. Uh, well, the, the only reason I say it like that is, you know, they relate it to the instances that happen uh, mm. the, earlier that the cops are talking about all these suicides, and then they find out, oh, they're related. It turns out it they were all people uh, with issues with Dino or his organization. Mm-hmm. So I think suicides is probably right but we'll keep an eye on it let us know in Wait, chat if this is like borne out in the comics if they're clear about it or this is a new thing or what let's follow the trails you know go play 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 home detective on this you know go figure it all out um but anyway back in prison max is all like <laughs> okay i'm good <laughs> meanwhile in prison just one of those sideways 60s 60s transitions yes (laughs) um but max is talking to his lawyer who's paid a visit um apparently his lawyer could very well get ash out if ash was up for it uh but ash you know is well ash is gonna do his own thing so he's staying in prison which seems a bit silly but well you know ash is gonna do what ash is gonna do basically and he's he's a 17 year old (laughs) so pretty much You go, you go to your, you know, room where the lawyer's waiting for you to take you out. No, you can't make me do that. <laughs> I won't do what you tell me. Yes, that's what it is, I think. It's like, I don't need so, you. I got my own shit happening mm-hmm. right now. I got it together. You I got it to, go yeah. get in custody of your child. Leave me be. Mm-hmm. Holmes. <laughs> Lobo. 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 Max, isn't that his name? Is it Max Lobo? Oh, right. Sorry. I literally <laughs> thought you were referring to some other character. Because I've. D- look, anyway, never mind. Um, so. Not after, the after Image discussion... Comics Lobo. <laughs> Sadly not. Or DC's Lobo. That's what I meant. Uh, <laughs> I'm not surprised you thought Image, to be fair, because Lobo does seem like. I mean, he is basically, yeah. you know, a. a well, God, what was his name again? God, I feel so bad for not knowing his name. Leasing remote ahead. Shit. Oh, Lemmy. Thank you. Mm-hmm. He's basically alien Lemmy, so we'll go with that. Uh, but anyway, moving away what from DC. Are you talking about me? Remy from Motorhead? Right. Come on now, let's do Ace of Spades live, ready? Kick uh... kick me a beach, you on. So 
or <laughs> sorry. <laughs> anyway, moving moving uh, on. I'm um, so sorry. I'm fuck. I, I really am like. Don't be daft. Just kind of out of it today. So apologies. I'm gonna. There's... It's Monday. It's a Monday. Who who can you know? No one is truly in it on a Monday. I mean, you're right. Anyway. Has anyone wrote a song about how bad Mondays are? The Cure. Damn it. We'll cover it. Let's go. Oh my god, try to imagine what the Mowerhead cover of Friday having the look would be like. Oh. Okay, my brain's not ready for that. So let's actually move on to what's happening next, which is that after a conversation in a cafe between AJ and AB, um, they, you know, he says, like, I don't want to go back to Japan. I've got stuff to sort out here. I can't leave this shit lying. And I'll be fair to AJ, like, he is right because I don't think, you know, I mean, if I were in his shoes, I wouldn't feel safe being on the moon with these fuckers. Like, <laughs> they, like point that kind of distance isn't enough. You've you got to get quite far away. Um, but yeah, after that, they go back to the surgery to go find out that regressively Griffin died. So Wait a minute. We have to... Shock! I had to play that, the Kuma Shock sounder because, oh my god, like, I... I was not prepared. No, like this, this episode wow. guest written by George R. R. Martin. <laughs> no one is safe. I mean, just no sh- is shit is just happening, blow after blow after blow, and like, wow. I mean, I, I, I we have to do another, um, another poll. Are you surprised he, they died in episode four? <laughs> We're gonna have one for every episode. Day, day number two. Yes. I'm gonna put it up now as you continue to talk. <laughs> Indeed. So they, of course, have a quick discussion back and forth about, you know, okay, we can't tell Ash, but we should tell Ash. We can't, we shouldn't, we can't, we shouldn't. Um, I believe Charlie makes a phone call to Max to tell him the information. Well, unfortunately, Ash has actually got problems with his own at the moment in the Garvey, um, spocking snake that he is and his goons are, you know, working him over in the workshop. And Garvey, you know, ends up pinning him to a wall. And he's like, right, gonna have my time with you now. So, of course, zip. And, well, cutlery confirmed for deadly weapons. You, as long as you play it that way and not this way, because I'm current, unless, I mean, I don't know, like, what way around, oh, shit. <laughs> Please don't. Um, a prop. Prop humor, folks. As long as long as you keep that just for, you know, eating I don't I don't fucking know, um chicken nuggets or whatever, I'm fine with that. You know, keep keep it to keep it to that rather than using it as a deadly weapon. Um so unfortunately, yeah, um Garvey, you know Ash has got the night the no, sorry, that's the other cutlery incident that's gonna happen, you know, in a deleted scene. The fork to his throat, and you know says two goons back the fuck off. Oh, you know I'm going to stab him right through. I mean, between this and Megalobox, forks have become like you know kind of a really grim thing, like a portent of horrible doom. Um, oh. so, yeah, that, I don't want to know. <laughs> I haven't seen that far in Megalobox, so I'm saying nothing. I'm saying nothing. But um, Max, of course, you know comes in and then fight breaks out, at which point Ash kicks the crap out of Garvey and then decides, okay, you know what? 
I know what you're about to do to me. I know, you know, what you've done to me previously. And, well, revenge, you know, is a dish best served cold. So I'm going to give you something to eat it with. By stabbing you right in the fucking dick. God. I'm like, he had it coming, but holy shit. Some brutal yeah. ass shit. <laughs> yeah, I I will admit, like, you know, that did bring a bit of a shiver down my spine. But at the same time, I thought to myself afterwards, nah, fuck him. Fuck the prick. Yeah, he like, he... I thought he got stabbed in the face. Because they're fighting, like, he's pinned against the wall and Garvey's on him. And Garvey punches Ash, and then Ash does something, and I couldn't really tell. And then suddenly Garvey's on the ground holding his face, rolling around. I'm like, I oh think no, he stabbed back. his eye! <laughs> but no, <laughs> his eyes are fully intact. It's, uh, well, something else that is that is no longer, uh, no longer in this world. <laughs> no longer functioning organ. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that ranks up there with you know the Chronicles of Riddick. I'll kill you with this teacup thing, but it's pretty, it's pretty intense. I mean, fucking hell. Okay, but um, after this, Ash and Max, you know, start talking. Max is um, because he's a blabbermouth and can't keep his fucking trap shut. Great attribute for a journalist, I suppose. Yes. Um, he, you know, let up something about Griffin. He mentioned by name while the fight was happening. I mean, he just Griffin. runs in there and just like, Griff! Oh, wait. No, I didn't say anything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that he's actually very right to be afraid of that, given what he just witnessed. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's going to drop a he's gonna drop a grenade in this room right now that Ash is going to, you know, feel the full force of. Mm-hmm. And given what just happened to fucking Garvey, again, fucking deserved it, prick, uh, he, you know would be right to be afraid of uh, retaliation. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he tells Ash that Griffin is dead. And then they fight. But I'm gonna, that's a talking point I want to get to later, so I'm not going to say any more on the, okay. the fighting. I enjoyed that. Um, I did too. Um, so after all that, they're back in the cell. Uh, Max is discussing, you know the time in Iraq that happened, you know, the fact that it was horrible and awful even before any of the stuff went down with Griffin. He's actually managed to smuggle in some bourbon as well. Apparently off-screen, by the way, Bull has been transferred back to his previous cell. <laughs> and Max is back with Ash. Thank God. I Honestly, like, I've, I'm surprised at this point that Ash is literally not, you know, in Hannibal Lex's, like, you know, upright, <laughs> you know, fucking restraint with that little mask around him. Yes. I mean, good fucking Christ. Man. But um, anyway, so they, of course, have a heart-to-heart. Mm-hmm. Um, Max is actually mourning Griffin's deaths. Uh, through the, you know, he's having a couple of shots. And eventually, Ash has one too. So, yeah, they do they do kind of come to an understanding at this point. Um, and after that, um, that's pretty much the end of the episode. Uh, I forgot to mention, by the way, that at one point earlier on... Uh, Max, uh, Max's lawyer actually does arrange uh, with Charlie's help to get Ash out via a special jail um, bail thing. Thank you, police officer guy. Indeed. Calling in a favor um, to a judge, I think a state judge, mm-hmm. that he helped get through algebra. So, mm-hmm. nice to know that the backroom dealings can be used for the forces of good every once in a while, I guess. That's something, indeed. 
Uh, but yeah, that is the episode. Uh, Ash will get out, but um, Griffin is dead, and well, when he comes out, it's... It... God, the ri- the street's going to run red with blood, basically. Oh my it's... god. The retribution's going to be something fucking fierce on this. Yeah. But, wow. Um, yeah. Holy shit. I mean, maybe I have oversimplified a lot of what, um, what happened there and glossed over certain details. That's okay. But Holy crap, a lot happened. <laughs> Again. Uh, and it, which is great. I know. It, this is the the pace of the show, just unrelenting. Um, yeah. Foot to the floor, pedal to the metal, like, always. Be ready for it, I think, is mm. what I'm learning. Like, be in a good emotional place. <laughs> be in a place where you can handle hard swings and potential character death. Before you turn on and, the bee fish, <laughs> and on top of that, also you know, don't be you know going to the dinner table immediately afterwards and looking at all the cutlery there. <laughs> I mean, the trauma, the trauma, like you know, of <laughs> fucking knives now, like and forks, like man. But anyway, um, so I believe it's time for our usual three talking points. Talking Doc, do you want to go first? Sure. Um. Well, uh, the first one is a kind of a minor thing, but uh, but I want to bring it up anyway. Mm-hmm. So, during the scene in which Max and Ash are finally just kind of opening up to each other, like, mm-hmm. Max is not uh, letting Ash say whatever he wants and running all over him, which is, kind, you know, kind of what he did because he feels guilty for what happened in his part in it with uh, Griff. But, and simultaneously, Ash is not um, stomping all over or glaring mm. with murderous intent with icy eyes mm. at Max. They're just kind of sharing, and uh, Max is uh, kind of makes this general point, I guess, about um, people that made the banana fish drug, or maybe it's people that. Gov- like governments that uh, go to war or something, and he says, "You know, I'll never forgive men who try to profit from others' weakness." Mm-hmm. Um, which is very sort of noble sentiment and admirable. But I wonder if it's intentionally ironic that he was saying that while the camera was on the bottle of bourbon. Mm. Like, I mean, I. It may be something that it, it strikes me as, as it's possible that this is coincidence, but I just found it like kind of amazing how he's saying, you know, look, people that get rich off other people's vices, fuck them. You know, mm-hmm. I have no no tolerance for them. Bottle drain. <laughs> well, at least he, at least he did then says the camera and say, except when I'm drinking gold <laughs> bourbon whiskey. <laughs> Made right here in Nashville, Tennessee. Available um, now for the low price of fifty nine nine. Or now, get a second pair for free. <laughs> a thirty dollar <laughs> value, only fifteen ninety nine. I'm I'm just more impressed by the fact that at least he actually got a shot glass to go with it. I mean, he got you know, two. Is, I know in jail. Two. The hell? Who gets I mean, shot glasses? I mean, I guess like he's been a model prisoner. Um for the brief time that he's been there. It doesn't seem like he's been there a long time. Mm. Um, and I felt bad. I mean, 
and it you never know with these characters i mean he he might turn out to have a darker side but uh he seems like um you know like that he really cares about his son his lawyer is trying to get um custody mm-hmm. of his son he's apparently divorcing or has divorced uh a lady named jessica and it's very very hard for fathers to get custody um the circumstances have to be pretty stacked in their favor mm-hmm. and so it's going to be tough for him you know having a criminal record uh and, and her making a lot of money and you know him being a journalist to tr- a world traveler and everything uh mm. but i just felt bad because it seemed like he genuinely cares um yeah and i hope i hope we don't get to see like jessica lobo you know child abuser like i don't need that dimension <laughs> that extra that extra layer on top yeah of everything that's happening yeah just something to actually mention how you brought out though maybe maybe like i was thinking to myself okay why is this in here about this stuff that's happening with max's wife and his son because he's ultimately a side character and how much relevance he'll have in the plot going forward i'm not so sure about but i certainly don't think again people who've read the manga will know so i could be wrong on this but my perspective right now is that probably not a great amount certainly i mean like at the end of this episode oh. like his shadon mm-hmm. um we have to pause the stream uh don't worry folks i'll be back in a brief moment
<clears throat> Sorry, folks. <laughs> We're back. Sorry, uh, Doc was just, you know, uh, sealing off the nuclear reactor, stopping meltdown over there, wherever he's ended up. That's, you know, that's nice right. one. You, you you prevented a catastrophe. Well done, man. Um, but anyway, to pick up where, left, where we left off, we were discussing Max and, you know, his wife and son. So, okay, I was thinking to myself, why are we finding out this information? How is this relevant to the wider character stuff that's going on here with Ash in particular right now? And then it clicks with me when you actually brought it up there and then, which is maybe Max thinks to himself, okay, I'm probably not going to be able to have custody of my I'm probably not going to be able to have a meaningful relationship with him going forward because I have a criminal record. And even if, you know, that doesn't stop me from at least working, I will probably be working and traveling everywhere, which is not a life for someone that young. And because it was separated from his mother regardless, who would probably want to see him quite a fair bit. So the hand is stacked completely against him. So maybe because of, his, because of how he feels about that and maybe some guilt over it, perhaps that's why he's trying to help Ash out so much. You know, not necessarily, I mean, father figure kind of thing, you know, fatherly mentality. Like, I maybe might be able to help my own son, but at least I can look after this kid here and now. I have the capacity to do so. So I should. And indeed, that's kind of what he does later on, which is talking pile gets to in a minute. But I think that that probably helps contextualize his actions a bit more, that he might have failed outside of prisons, you know, okay, his own son, but at least he can look after Ash in the meantime here, you know, maybe assuage his own guilt a little bit. Totally. I think that's that's absolutely right. Mm. right this is the thing that. about banana fish. All, all, well, I didn't think of it until you brought it up now, but this is the thing like about banana fish that I really appreciate. Everything is relevant. I'm, I'm a big, I'm a big fetishist of like you know, talk like, what was I going to say? Okay, Tom said. I'm a big, I'm a big into the idea of you know everything serving a purpose in a story. Now, that doesn't mean, you know, like, you can't have moments of fluff or downtime or a little asides here and there, like, you know, like the jokey stuff, like, you know, with Shaw's and all that revealing his mm-hmm. you were like, that was that was welcome as a bit of levity for a side. Most wasn't necessary. So I'm not saying, you know, everything has to be on the absolute straight and narrow ultra-focus. That's nonsense, you know. But I really appreciate stories that are, are efficient and also are practiced with detail. Everywhere everything's relevant. De- you know, you're always looking out for stuff like it's like looking at a big painting. I mean, I mentioned Sistine Chapel. It's that. Mm-hmm. So I really, really appreciate just that little detail. Um, so yeah, good shit. That was good. That was, yeah. So was was that a talking point that you? No, uh, that was just me responding to you. <laughs> That's just riffing. All right. Well, keep talking, my friend. All right. So let's talk about the fight between not between Ash and Gary because, well. That wasn't a fight as much as it was, you know, a skewering. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Kabaz. That was a... Oh, fuck. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Yuck. <laughs> well, I was the one who made the Franks and the Bean joke to the very start, so I'm sorry, but... <laughs> oh, shit. Anyway, so, okay, let's talk about this fight. Now, the thing is, right, like... There's something about this sort of thing that I always find really interesting in that friends, you know, the ideal kind of friendship is, you know, where you talk shit out, you know. Ah. Uh, 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 okay. mm, ideal, you know, that's how people mm-hmm. feel like, you know, 
that friendship should work. That you know, all right, we'll always get along. We'll always be best buds, you know, mm-hmm. until the yeah, we'll be rocking back on the chairs in the retirement home, you know, yelling about the kids these days. Oh, it's so much better in my day. Um, but unfortunately, friendships are not necessarily like that. Sometimes friends do have to fight, and that fighting can be verbal. It can be emotional. It can be mental. It can be physical. Um, I hope you've got a really long arm like that. If you've got like, I mean, Stretch Armstrong's good, but he's not got an arm long enough to go like several thousand miles across the planet. Just wait until you open up an envelope in the post, unmarked. Suddenly, bam! <laughs> what, what, what? Like a comic boxing glove on a spring? Yep. yep. I, well, either that or you can say, go, go, gadget arms, and then I'll just, you know, have to wait like at least a couple of hours for it to actually conk me on the side, and they'll just go... Like that's that. unfortunately then, that's copywritten so that's a that's a big no-no oh man i just want to fit in some go gadget go bits onto this fucking stream is that too much for me to ask <laughs> god damn it anyway okay so that the thing is though and sometimes that fighting is physical sometimes friends do have to beat the shit out of each other i'm not saying that they should and ideally they should try and avoid but it gets that point in the first place but sometimes feelings are best expressed through, you know, kicking the crap out of each other. I mean, do you not recall the rank 10 scene from Persona 4? That is w- immediately what I thought mm-hmm. of, yes. Mm-hmm. I thought you might do that. So, here's the thing, right? Max, to his absolute credit, is taking all of this on, on his chin, literally, because mm-hmm. he's literally just told Ash that his brother is dead. So, it's not unreasonable, especially given what we've learned of Ash at this point, to expect him to lash out and start doing something. I mean, we've already seen what he did before he found out that his brother was dead. So who knows what have happened if he'd gone back into the prison. He might have found the bull again and just, you know, I don't know, used a spoon or something to do some unholy shit to him. <laughs> the I... the, uh, the Sheriff of Nottingham bit, right? Oh. From, <laughs> from Robin Hood? Oh, the, the uh the Kevin Costner one was that Alan Rickman that was the sheriff of Nottingham in that movie. I think you, <laughs> I think you could be right. I'll dig and... your heart out with a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> Man, give credit to Alan Rickman for making that amazing. So and good. Cancel Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> what a what a get what a uh... get. I love him. <laughs> that film's great, but like mm-hmm. it's completely and utterly nonsensical bollocks. But it's it's fun anyway. Uh, Impromptu reviews of Robin Hood aside, um, so yeah, he could very well have gone back to prison and probably killed anyone. He might have even gone found Garvey in the infirmary and finished off what he started. Who knows? Who knows? He needs to lash out. He needs to lay his rage out. Like you know, he needs to wreck shit. And so Max actually fighting him. Like Max has recognized this, and he's giving him an outlet to let his anger out before it does some real harm to someone else. Because he knows he can take it. Mm-hmm. And so they kick the crap out of each other. But it's not, you know, I mean, we've seen, like, you know, them have hostilities towards each other in the run-ups. But there's no real malice behind any of it. And I have to give credit to how this is written, shot, and animated. That I gathered that, despite the fact there was no dialogue to make that apparent. I could just tell from the way it was staged, the way it was scripted, the way, you know, everything looks, and the way they fought, that it wasn't, a, you know, a deliberate attempt to seriously hurt each other right. they just need to let some pent up feelings out to get that out there to get it off the chest especially given what Ash has just learned and then 
we have, of course, the scene later on, which I'll talk about in the second time. Like, I really want to, like, the whole Max AG, like, uh, AG, no, sorry, the Max Ash thing, like, I have to say, it's actually kind of astounding how much of an arc and how much their relationship has changed in just these episodes. Yes. Only four episodes in, I feel like I've watched the entire season. <laughs> I, and that's great yeah, that's yeah. fucking brilliant it is that's the best fucking thing like I cannot be happier to be having something like this I mean if Max disappears from the show after this for whatever reason hopefully not because he dies but then again like you know with everyone cop- dropping dead never know center. Deadpool we're gonna get the Deadpool don't, going folks don't do it TV show don't do it get don't the Deadpool going you can see that black space on my wall back there. I'm going to put a blackboard up there. I'm going to start taking odds. <laughs> Who's next to go? <laughs> Who's next to go? I'll, I'll tie into a Kofi somehow, perhaps. I don't know. Kofi, Kofi, how do you pronounce it? <laughs> I, think but, it's, um, I think it's just like coffee, isn't it? Oh. Well, well, <laughs> well thank you very much, folks. I'm off. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I really, really like I like how it showed the relationship has changed. I liked how it was honest and pragmatic about what needs to be done. Yeah, you shouldn't have to kick the crap out of your friends to sort your problems out, but there are times I reckon when it's necessary to do so, because that's the pragmatic truth of it. Mm-hmm. Well, have you really, have you ever done that to a friend? I've not had a fight since I was sixteen. Wow. Um, although I should have done. There are times when I probably mm. should have kicked the crap out of people, and I have actually, you know, said you and me outside now, and it's been stopped. But um. Ooh. Woo. Yeah, yeah, it's got close, but um, I've never had to do that before with like a friend. Although, I mean, I've been on, you know, had a fair share of arguments. I suppose, like, you know, being in prison and everything sort of multiplies your frustrations to the point where you kind of, <laughs> you kind of need that outlet, maybe. Yeah. Uh, well, but I don't know question. the persona thing. Like I get, I do get it, but I just um, I can't relate to it because I've never. Um, I did almost come to blows with a friend. Now that you mention it, actually, um, uh, years ago, gosh, I mean we're still friends uh, to this day. But like, I think we were just both like dumb, like early twenties, and just dealing yeah. poorly with life shit. Yeah, and uh, and then we were just sort of like, it almost happened, and then I think we were just sort of like, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> yeah, well, let's, why, why let's we... talk about what's bothering us and make some changes, and so we did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So yeah, I, I like that a lot. I mean, I think the, to go back to what you said then about like you know how you can't relate. I think its core idea of resolving differences is certainly there. I think it's just a question of the language in which you converse, that, and sometimes that mm-hmm. language can be one of violence. Yeah, and, no, I mean, for sure. This is, I mean, this is Ash after all, who's lived a life of violence and abuse. So it's not surprising that that's the method in which he chooses to communicate. Um, but again, just to throw back to the bull uh, fight before, a uh, sorry, that was pretty bad. That was pretty, uh, but to throw back to that, like the way in which Ash expresses himself in that versus how he expresses himself in Max. Like if he had, Max had died previously, he would have literally strangled the bull to death. Mm-hmm. Poor anime Danny Trejo would have died a premature death. Not on G, mind you, though, because he was about to, you know, molest <laughs> that, so fuck that guy. Um, but yeah, like, just another great example of Banana Fish doing things right. Like, it's hitting all the notes. It's 
I mean, people told me this was good. I'm glad it is. And I'm just surprised at how much good is in it. Like, it mm -hmm. keeps bringing good shit my way. And you know what? Keep it coming. Keep it coming. I like that during during that scene where Max is finally just like, you know what? I've had enough. We're going to really fight now. He says, like, kill me if you can. <laughs> it's just like, hell yes. Come on. Come at me, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, you know, for a while sort of um, wondering why, like, these people relied on him so much, like, in prison, you know, a very violent sort of world. I mean, he's a big guy, like you say, but turns out that dude can, can rumble. Yeah. The rumble he's fish. Very, he's, he's come across as docile. Like, mm -hmm. I was genuinely quite surprised, and I think I commented on this previously, that he's been kind of shit and intervening and stopping all the horrible stuff happening to Ash. Like, right. like, you know, running interference is not one of Max's strong suits. Or even a suit, really, I would say. But not the, not in the deck. <laughs> but he is, in the end, as it turns out, exactly the person who needed to be in there with Ash. Mm -hmm. Just not in a way that anyone, of course, could have foreseen. Yeah, totally. So, hey, funny how that works out, I guess. Next point. All right. What's so, your second talking point, my friend? I guess, I mean, we've touched on, on several of the things I wanted to talk about, but um, I uh, really, really like the last scene a whole bunch. Mm, um, yes, yes. Like teary, teary Ash, like when it cut yes. to him and he was like actually crying, that really felt, that felt raw, that felt real. You know, that, you know what struck God. me with that? What? There's a particular line that he says because Ash, uh, I forgot to mention in our summary, actually explains to Max very factually what happened in that opening episode. Yep. You know, when he met the guy dying in the, you know, in the alleyway when he got the hold up under the drug. You know, forty was it forty second, forty fourth? It was one. Yeah, some forty two around there. Yeah. Oh, I was right. Okay. Mm -hmm. So wait, so wait, I can't remember. You know, fucking Lemmy's name from Moorhead, but I can't remember the name of some random bumfuck street in New York. As long as you remember the band name, mate. Oh, That's all that really matters. My brain has strange priorities about, you know, what to remember and what not to. So, apologies uh, for confusion there, folks. But yeah, like, he explains it very matter-of-factly, but what he then says is, like, Max asks him, why are you telling me this? And as Ash actually starts crying, he says, I don't know. Yeah. And that, wow, <sighs> like powerful shit man that was that was fucking yeah that was deep and raw right there that was a fox in my heart mm -hmm. man like this is like again something i love about writing like this where at least you know characters who broadly come across as being you know very like badass hard motherfuckers mm -hmm. can at least relate on a human level occasion like it's not i mean i I've heard people like complain about stuff like in of all things Guilty Gear where they complain like the Sol, right? You know, complete motherfucking badass, you know, beefcake character, you know, got too soft in certain parts of the story. <laughs> but for me, like, there's nothing stopping you from being both where you can be a hard ass. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, you can also, you know, still be very human. Because otherwise, we can't connect with people. Even if that sometimes is not necessarily, you know, shown very well in like movies and such, like, classic Die Hard, for example. I mean, you know, John McClane does eventually win by being the Ur-Man. So, hey. But at the same time, he at least feels like a regular guy. He you know, has human concerns and human worries. 
And so here, you know, with Ash being finally out to agree, we again get to see the actual guard come down a little. He's still a caged animal, quite literally. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he actually now also starts to resemble a little bit like a regular human being. Yeah, I mean, the for, for a character that we've barely heard speak, like, the impact of Griff's death, I mean, you, you really felt it through mm-hmm. both Max and um, and Ash. Uh, apologies once again, for we have to... Um, pause but i will be back very <laughs> shortly <laughs> sorry do spanish for you again We're back. Sorry. Man in demand to... over here. I mean, Mr. Popular. Did... <laughs> I was going to say, did the reactor go into meltdown again? I'm afraid so. These, these safety standards, man, they're just not what they used to be. God, go check with the Soviet Union. I've they told you the code many times. <laughs> you press this button once. Wait, which one? This one. The red one. The giant red one. <laughs>
It's like the fucking baby Groot scene from Guardians 2. Push this button and the bomb explodes immediately. You push this one and it explodes later. Now repeat after me. Which one do you push? <laughs> no! The wrong... Anyway. Oh, um, oh me. So yeah, we were talking about the uh, closing scene in which, you know... Oh, just to leave you in actually on this. I found this amusing. So... Banana Fish, like, actually does have a quite a lot of, like, background detail, like, on its, like, you know, locations and objects. Mm-hmm. So, like, obviously in the streets of New York, there's things like dry cleaners, etc. The bottle of bourbon that Max has explicitly says, like, half on the label, not to be sold for anyone under 25 years of age. And I thought, hmm, <laughs> is that, like, is that the subliminal way of, like, you know, Banana Fish saying, don't actually drink if you are Ash's age? Is that, like, you know, you know sliding that PSA in under the radar? <laughs> I, I don't, don't know, know if a lot of young, super young people will be watching. I don't know if that's the target audience, but maybe or they mm. they might have had to. <laughs> just like we can't just show these good guys wantonly drinking without yeah, some mean, kind of warning. I mean, Ash like you know literally stabbed a guy in the dick with a fork before, but it's actually the rampant alcoholism that we need to be aware of. Yeah, maybe it's a <laughs> special special <laughs> bourbon. That uh, even if you're legal also, drinking age, you can't until you're mid twenties. <laughs> you know, mixed pri- mix messages here. You know, <laughs> priorities. What can I say? <laughs> All right, so I think I've given I've given two talking points. Um, Did you but... want to go into that topic more about the end? Oh, of the uh, well, yeah. I mean, I, I think we I think we really hit the hit the nail on the head with it. I mean. He, just the way that they drew, I mean, even down to, like, the drawings, you know, mm-hmm. and his, the tears and, like, just everything about, like, how they depicted his being so crestfallen. And he said, like, you know, I can feel it now. Like, I've, it's, it's real, not just, like, I, I think <laughs> he really meant, like, not just the reality of the, um, the news hitting him, but also there's some kind of bond that he felt with his brother. You know, that they talk about sometimes like twins feeling, um, Mm -hmm. that he felt that severed. And, uh, I mean, maybe it's the sort of thing where if he didn't have the news, he'd just feel weird. Like something was really off. And then when he's like, Oh, that explains the feeling. So like, I think those two together, I mean, and he just looks crushed. We haven't really seen him, as you said, to this point, look, look crushed and Mm -hmm. you know tells max i wanted to hate you i needed someone to hate by the way you got a lot of people in your life kid that you can absolutely hate legit you know what i mean (laughs) there's a there's a list but i think specifically having to do with um the state of his brother i mean he's looking for a person to blame and you know the person that that put him down that stopped him I guess is as good of a candidate as any if you're a kid. So, mm-hmm. I mean, and his, his sure. the whole narrative of that situation that he had formed in his mind is now kind of being broken apart. Um, his brother's now gone, which I still can't believe. I mean, it was such a huge shock to me that he actually, mm-hmm. that he died on the operating table. I mean, that was, or not the operating table, but in the in the hospital, in the, the back alley doctor's office. Like You know, something to mention is that don't like, use back alley doctors it's a psa well unless they're the magashimas but there's you know I'm, I'm not really sure i should trust him like i think 
Uh, didn't Mako say, like, you know, her dad had killed more people on the table than those who had lived? I mean, that's impressive. But um, anyway, choice of, choice of sawbones aside, um, two things just to say what he said. Firstly, he said about brotherly bond. You are more right than you realize because his brother, I would argue, doesn't even really exist in spirit or in mind anymore with what happened with the drug overdose in the first place. He's just a shell. You know, I mean, until he got, I mean, who knows, right? He, like, woke up. Yeah, but even then, like, he wasn't, like, he's, to me, still seemed more like a zombie. Yeah. Like, the, the lights were on, but they were flickering. They were right. flickering, they weren't working properly. There wasn't really much of the brother that he knew there anymore. Mm-hmm. But he still obviously cared and loved for him so much as to actually put that burden on himself. So, I mean, he's a carer at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, that's not a small responsibility. So... Even though you know Ash, outwardly to a lot of people is just simply a bug. You know mm-hmm. there is still that other side to him that he does care about his family. Um, God, what was the second one? God, my mind is like a sieve today. Remember Shit. when Max told them to stay calm before he, he delivered the news right before I, they that fought? Was the, that was the most po- like I know they're okay, saying that sure. like quiet, but. I think the odds of Ash staying calm after that point are non-existent. Like, there are long gods, and then there's that. Not so, happening. No. It... <laughs> oh, but actually, yes, yeah, I remember the second point. So, back alley dots. Now, here's the thing, right? They actually mention in the episode, we can't take him to a regular hospital because the syndicate will find him and they'll mm-hmm. fucking kill him. Yeah. And yet, I imagine if they could have done that, Maybe he might have lived. Hmm. Now, admittedly, we don't we we don't know that much about you know. The, I mean, he got shot. Being shot is bad, unless it's a nerf gun. But I mean, you know, this ain't you know banana fish for kids. This is banana fish for you know the fucking Pulp Fiction generation at this right. point. You know, the Tarantino fans, um, or Scorsese if you're into that. But um, and I am, I am too. Scorsese's good. Scorsese is good, but I do, I do like, you know, my uh, Reservoir Dogs. I must... Oh, yes. You, it, it's not an exclusive. You can do both. Yeah, you, you can, can definitely do, do both. both. Um, what's your, what's like... your favorite Tarantino movie? Moving on, because <laughs> you, can't, you can't... Do you, you have can't... a favorite... Well, then, do you have a favorite Scorsese? That, that's just a much longer list, so I thought it would be easier to... It, this is favorite, not best. Uh, moving on. No, I can't. I, you can't. I don't know. They're all fucking great. Anyway, okay, okay. So <clears throat> it's the the correct answers are Pulp Fiction and The Departed. Very strong choices. <laughs> Very strong choices. Um. But anyway, so like already, Ash has enough reason to want to kill all of them motherfuckers who did that. Too. I mean, lab lab coat punk. Oh my like, god. He's getting. Oh. He's getting you. He's getting the unlimited fork works. He's got the like the the best odds. <laughs> I'm sorry, just hit me that you said unlimited fork work. <laughs> yeah, you got to put him at the t- at the top of the Deadpool. <laughs> top of the Deadpool, mate. Like oh. his life expectancy is measured in like the only reason the only reason his life expectancy is measured in seconds is just because you know everyone's clocks are backwards everyone's late on it <laughs> exactly is, he's done like like good grief anyway um, but yeah like Ash already has enough reasons you know want to kill all of them but on top of that again this is a case of you know the criminal enterprise restraining them from having you know 
the ability to do normal shit like dare I say get into a hospital. Yes, American healthcare system jokes, we're moving on, we're walking, we're walking, we're walking, whatever. Uh but at the same time if they, they did they did hospital, get their they did get their anti American humor in. I mean it's not really anti American, it's just uh Land of the uh, Free, yeah. Yeah, eBay <laughs> Land of the Free. The hell it is. <laughs> well to be fair, this is why this episode is called This Side of Paradise. So what could that be referring to? Oh, you know, I'm, I'm, maybe yeah. I'm stupid. Don't spell it out for me. I'm not sure. What do you mean? Well, paradise, United States of America, land of opportunity. This side, paradise. Ah, okay, side that's of, interesting. A side of mm-hmm. su- a side of suffering, a side of you know power plays, of you know criminal enterprise controlling people's lives, treating people like playthings. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like even then, like not be able to game hospital could have saved his life. Well, again, can't do that. How dare you? How dare you impugn the skills of Doctor Meredith? <laughs> he did. He... Look, right. He throwing did... shade on him for no reason. Well, well, what's <laughs> he my name? He just got his ass kicked for what's, what's for my, the plot. What's my name? What's my name? You said uh, throwing shade on. Yeah. Ah, uh, see. That's what see? you do. That's what you do. See. You know, being nominative determinism for you there, folks. You know. So, do I have a final talking point? Um. Yes, I do, as a matter of fact. Just, just a small one, um, because we've covered the meat of the episode, but there's something I want to mention which is more technical, which is directional choices and also times in which the animation goes off into a different bend. So the scene with the rats that we mentioned before, that's filmed... That's Sorry, that's animated very abstractly. It's just solid colours, very fluid. Turns into like, I really appreciate that as a way of you know selling the effects that the banana fish drug has on people. That it warps mm-hmm. and twists them, makes them change almost their shape and their color. I really, really like that. And then there was another thing that I noticed, which was a really brilliant transition when Max, I think, is on the uh, talking to his lawyer after Ash has said something to him, and it's just echoing in his mind. And then it transitions over to where he sat before his lawyer, and the lawyer goes, "Hey, Max, are you listening?" And it almost happens in a single take. The show's use of certain elements like 3D CG like with the alleyway that I mentioned before or the first person perspective of, you know, Ash going into the apartment um, or these bits is very sporadic. But I think that that actually gives them more impact when they happen. It's not constantly flitting back and forth between different styles all the time. Now, I am still of the opinion that I don't think that in the previous episode when after what happened with Ash game, right, that, you know, we need to have that, you know, chibi kind of s stuff in the cell I, that was a bit too much in mm. my opinion but mm. when this show does utilize its alternative method of conveying you know images across with its different animation cells or that you know transition which i thought was fucking spectacular mm-hmm. i think that it really does it really well like there's a very targeted and clever use of this stuff and it's certainly it's not stuff that i envision i mean i could be wrong this i envision would be in the manga proper maybe they did lift for example the rat scene directly from there um but bringing it to life the way they did is the work of the animators and they have to be credited for doing that absolutely 100 percent um let's see do i have a final talking point man uh i guess if i had to discuss anything uh more fully it would be that Oh, okay, we got some uh, chat action. Luther says, This Side of Paradise by F. Scott Fitzgerald is this week's. 
title card reference, right? So the more um, more twentieth century my reading list, <laughs> yes, more twentieth century American authors. Um, hopefully, mm. some will will come that I know. Admittedly, this you know I wasn't an English major uh, in college, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did take a fair few English classes and was an honors English student in high school. So I've, I've read, Ooh. you know, it, you know, fit, but like these are, I think these are deep cuts. Like the South, you know. Books, yeah. The, <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. I got, uh, I got some fiction, <laughs> brother. <laughs> um, I don't mean to sound like that at all. Uh, what I should say is like, these are like, <laughs> de- you know, the Salinger, right? I mean, we, there's the Salinger that we know, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Catcher in the Rye. We wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't know that Banana Fish is a J.D. Salinger reference. And, and similarly, Fitzgerald, The Great Gatsby, we know, right? Mm-hmm. But I didn't know he wrote a thing called This Side of Paradise. So I guess the person that wrote the manga was perhaps like into 20th century American fiction. You know, <laughs> you know, you know, this brings up something that we discussed about in the, the little anime that fucking couldn't, Franks. Bear with me on this. I don't mean to, you know, ex- bring up, you know, the ghost of the dead and all that necessarily. But we did mention in Franks like when we, I uh, don't think we've actually got it out on YouTube yet, folks, the 24 episode. It is available That's on my SoundCloud. Yeah. It's, no, don't be daft. The audio's there. there. The, 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 I just haven't the, the, cut the, the video the, yet. The, the, Sorry. The, 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 the... You're okay, Cole. It's not your fault. No one's, you know, you've not got infinite time. The, Like I said, I'm on finger food for the rest of my fucking days now. Um, but one of the things we discussed in that was how when you actually start referencing actual fiction, be it mythological or, you know, regular fiction, contemporary, you know, shake, like Shakespeare, you fucking name it, all kinds of it. When you start dropping actual titles of works in there, it behooves you as a writer to use them for more reasons than just simply for, you know, cred. And, no, really. Like, at times, like, Frank's yeah. to me felt like it was like a mythological history exam. Like, okay, I remember this thing from Norse mythology that also mm-hmm. doesn't mean check. Now, okay, that's me selling it short. It did mean a bit more than that, but it wasn't really character relevant. It was just more broad plot it's, points. Yeah, very, like... Yeah, it, you're right. I mean, all, no, ultimately, it didn't It didn't affect that much of anything. I mean, I, I so, threw, threw out uh, a theory on it, but it's not, you know... It's and like it's a, like a, it was solid. It was it's a solid like theory. it's like a step above them just taking a picture of their bookshelf and putting it in the pretty, anime. <laughs> pretty, pretty. Much. And why this is relevant to banana fish is that we are getting a lot of literary references here. And mm-hmm. you know, maybe I might have to you know get on you know the horn to Emily and just ask her. You know what? Like, what does this mean? I mean, we right. already had the stuff about banana fish with the you know veteran coming back from war, and that is very obviously Griffin. So I'm going to probably need to, you know, actually start Wikipediaing this stuff, or at least getting a, a second opinion from people who have read that material or are more knowledge about than I am, to see if it's relevant. Because I would hope that Banana Fish is smarter than Frank's. It, I mean, it already is in a lot of respects. I yeah. feel like that's a pretty it's, easy thing to say. It's clear but, the lowest of low bars that you've just set up for it. Just, well, just by there existing. Are, <laughs> well, there is that. But I will also say, by the way, that I cannot believe that in four episodes we've had more of a character, you know, drama and arc and a changing relationship than we had in 24 episodes of that fucking unholy piece of shit. 
that's that's staggering. It's embarrassing to go from this that to this and see how much better and how much more effectively it conveys, you know, character drama, changes in characters, you know, and revealing details about them so much more efficiently and effectively than that took 24%. Like, it's six of the time. That's madness. Yeah. Absolute madness. But anyway, <clears throat> so we'll see as we go along, like, you know, about the literary references. And I'm going to say, you know, probably Galma chimes to Emily Rand. Uh, shout out to Emily, by the way, for always being awesome every time we've had her on for the cast and, you know, being very informative. Yes. Um, so, you know, we want to definitely, you know, check on the literary references, just make sure they are, you know, meaningful. I'm sure they mm. will be, and I'm sure they are. I'm just really ignorant of a lot of the concept. I've never read Salinger myself, unfortunately. I mean, You've not read the Catcher in the Rye? I mean, I guess it may uh, be no. more of an American yeah, like, staple. The set, the, the set texts um, that I read in high school mm-hmm. and such were mostly British, but there were some American ones. A couple of uh, John Steinbeck. Um, oh. Mice. I, oh, well, I mean, I, of Mice and Men I like, but he's written some... some... Now, admittedly, this is, you know, Doc from, uh, like, uh, middle school talking, like, 7th, 8th grade. But he's written some shit that I absolutely just was hated, 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 hated. I hated. have, I have also read the Grapes of Wrath, and my only memory of the Grapes of Wrath was that, man, that was fucking weird. <laughs> and that that one was there, fine. There, there's your blurb. There's yeah. your blurb. There, there's I, your back of the book. The one I didn't like was the the Red Pony. Never uh, read it. And then there was another short story of his that I read where um, there was like a farmer. Who was really he had a lot of land and then one day he was just like why am i working what am i doing and then he like sat in a tree and was lazy and his land got overgrown and he grew a big beard and he hired someone to help him but then that guy also joined him in the tree and they grew beards together and were lazy sounds like how i'm gonna end up you know living the last 20 years of my life <laughs> yes yes <laughs> retires for fucking time but anyway um yeah, we'll see how things go, but I'm certainly, you know, interested to keep learning about the, the literary reference. I mean, this side of paradise to me, I took as a more literal kind of like, you know, here's, you know, what it really is like in America. Well, not mm. really like America. I mean, I don't mean that as in like that's everywhere. I mean, like, you know, there's always a seedy underbelly, like, you know, the blue velvet kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, that might be seen. that might be what it's about. You know what I mean? That might be possibly, they're trying to... Possibly, though sort of convey like whatever sentiment they want to convey through the vehicle of 20th title. century short story titles from America. For sure. Um so you know, really quickly my last point was just that not only is the pace very fast um but it is it's very ten- the mood of everything's very tense. Like, mm-hmm. I feel so much tension when I'm watching this show. I mean, I like it. It's exhilarating. Um, <laughs> but man, am I, uh, like, a couple times this episode, in the very beginning, during the standoff, and when uh, Garvey jumped Ash, and his, like, my heart was in a vice. It was great. I mean, the multiple yeah. times it can do it, and and still, like, keep things ticking over, moving forward, like... I mean, I, I just, I'm so totally invested in what's happening. Uh, I think, yeah. like, the writing and storyboarding and everything has just been so good so far. It's been pretty bloody brilliant, I must mm-hmm. say. Like, I'm so glad to be actually be talking about something that is this densely packed 
Mm-hmm. Like, this is the, you know, the fucking all-in-one miracle shake of anime. <laughs> it's got all the good shit that you want there, and it tastes good. So I'm in for that. Nice. You could even call it a banana smoothie. I don't know. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> I'm too bad at this. Or is it good? I don't know. I'll let, I'll let you folks decide. Maybe that could be an extra poll. Uh, but anyway, yeah, um, what a cracker of an episode. Um, yeah. Should we give our ratings? Yes. Let's give our ratings. I actually still have to write mine down. So <laughs> I'm going to go... If you've ever watched Countdown in the United Kingdom, folks, I feel like that game should be playing yeah. right now. Five Ooh. bananas. Five bananas. Out of five. Nice. Nice. Uh, for me, well, you're not going to be really that surprised about, you know, what I'm mostly going to use for the rating. Um, but I'm going to give this episode four and a half misused you know forks out of five that's not what it's for folks i mean it is for you it is you know for eating sausages with but it's certainly not for that kind so hey. <laughs> God. yeah get them all in get them all in so many can't, can't help it <sighs> so can't help many. it but yeah um wow we're four episodes in i feel like i've watched 12 and that's great yep that's fucking brilliant i can't recall I mean, i'm sure there are shows that i've watched like where they felt this densely packed with the good shit mm-hmm. well so like the good shit tm you know um, <laughs> i'm sure that there are but you know i cannot recall one right now that is like banana fish i'm super impressed with what i've seen thus far i'm genuinely genuinely enjoying it genuinely getting a lot out of it mm-hmm. so that's that is fucking great Anyway, uh, thank you all very much for joining us this evening. Uh, again, I would apologize for the delay, but I'm actually Wait. just going to entirely point the fork out. at Amazon. <laughs> oh? Point the fork at Amazon. Before, before, um, before we go, we have to check in on the Twitter polls. Oh, we do, yes. Because right. I've, I've put three up during the course of the episode. So you can go to twitter.com slash warui desho, the same way you spelled the channel name. Uh, and vote in the following polls. Was the first Gwen Stefani mm-hmm. solo album good? Right now, All right. Uh, let's, let me, let me have a quick update to refresh. Uh, we are at 75% yes, so boom to you, Shadon. <laughs> um, it's okay for people to be wrong. <laughs> how dare you? It's good. It's good music. Are you surprised that they... Number two, died at episode five. 50 50. This has never happened before in the history of our polls, or 50 50. And finally, did the rats, given the drug, kill each other or commit suicide? Right now, in the it is early days, but we are at 100% kill each other. <laughs> Thank you. Which is the visual depiction. <laughs> Like Boy. I said, are you gonna try, are you gonna trust Amazon subtitles here or not? I'm not so sure. Yeah. Mm, I mean, 
honestly, it would really would not surprise me if at one point the subtitles like Eiji will say banana fish. I mean, in Japanese, but it'll be course be banana fish. And then it'll say something like, I don't know, mango pig or something like that. That would be bad. Let's pray that, that doesn't happen. Yeah, come on, Amazon intern number 256, you know. I, I know you've not been given your designated, you know, nutrient slot for the day in your 12-hour <laughs> shift, but you can do better. No, I kid, I kid. Amazon workers are under... They, they are. They are. No, it's people. terrible. They've got, it's terrible they've got a hard lot, re- hard lot relative to Bezos, who has more money than any one man could potentially ever spend ever. So yeah. uh, Many of them are on, you know, assistance, like food stamps and stuff, and they work for mm-hmm. this super duper rich company it's it is yeah. a serious thing and i think yeah. dy- dystopia jokes are are welcome <laughs> like yes I, yeah. I fully endorse making them but um i but yeah i fully endorse bezos deciding to do something with his money that you know isn't complete flights of nonsensical fancy like i don't know <laughs> how did i get this rich hmm, let me have a think about this maybe i should you know be equitable with it i don't know i mean i've got plenty of it Truly, this is a dilemma that I, a smart, wealthy, enterprising businessman, can... Ne- no. But then again, the one thing you can't buy on Amazon Prime is, of course, a heart or a soul. For that oh, 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 that's pretty good. I'm going to give you the... Got to give you the applause for that one. I enjoyed that one. So, well, you know, maybe maybe uh, Bezos can find one on eBay. I don't know. Speaking of... He's got enough money to, you know, instantly, you know, buy now. So, That's right. That he doesn't have to auction with anyone. No, exactly. Fuck right. that guy anyway, man. Uh, if you want to find me on Twitter, by the way, and chat with me about Banana Fish or New Japan Pro Wrestling G1, it's G1 season. I'm all up in that. That's getting me through, getting me through the days. Uh, or Future Funk, which I post pretty regularly on there. Politics de Americana. Uh, Hit me up at the subtle doctor on Twitter. Cool. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Shade and Ten Cent if you want to talk to me about you know certain esoteric topics such as the amount of pig I am mined in Lat you know in Latvia. No, I'm kidding. We're not gonna have random shit like that. <laughs> you can talk to me about what you want. I don't mind. I'll fucking have a good go at it. Uh, but I also do have a curious cat again. Curious cat at me forward slash Shade and Ten Cent. Drop me questions of any particular kind you like, as long as you know not what's under the hat. Like, what? I'm just wearing the hat. I'm wearing the hat because it's, I had a zit last week. It hasn't like grown huge or anything like that. I'm trying to cover it up. <laughs> just in case people are curious. What video game was it? When you mentioned your curious cat, was it uh, shit? Was it Altered Beast that had the sound effect like really muffled of the guy? No, it's um Altered Beast. Why am I thinking that? I think it's some um, Street Fighter Three. When the final boss mm-hmm. Gil, uh, when he has like a max super and you kill him, he he brings himself back to life and he's just like resurrection, and that's what <laughs> I thought of when you <laughs> when you thought thought about having your curious cat again was yeah, Gil saying I mean, resurrection. The, I mean, they did change their two factor authentication policy to include the cult ritual now to resurrect from the dead. That was Good. a that was a tough, that was a tough thing, and plus I had to verify on my phone with Bali. Anyway, <laughs> but yeah, uh, thank you all so much for listening. Honestly, it's always a pleasure to have people, you know, join us. This I'm glad that you've all been enjoying the streams. Like, it seems mm-hmm. like people are really enjoying us talking about banana fish, which is great. I'm I'm enjoying talking about. It. I'm glad people are enjoying listening to us talk about it. 
Uh, but yeah, if you do have any comments, feedback, or discussion you want to give on Banana Fish or Warrior Death Show, we've got our channels at Warrior Death Show on Twitter. You can talk about it here. You can talk about it to be a doc. Uh, send anything our way. If you've been enjoying our podcasts, uh, take the time, if you could, please, just to leave us an iTunes racing or review, or similarly on SoundCloud, just to help our discoverability. That would be that would be amazing. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, but anyway, from myself uh, and from Doc, uh, thank you again, everyone, for watching. I hope you all have a very pleasant evening wherever you may be in the world right now. And as always, uh, as we're fond of saying on here, embrace each other, everyone, till the end of the universe. Good, good night. Goodbye. Mwah. And good night. Good night.